Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. We are about it's a, it's a music night. If you all know, I'm the guy who loves music, enjoys music. Couldn't play the radio if it meant my life. I have <laughs> 0.0 talent. So that's why I bring in these in legitimately world champion drummer, member of one of the most legendary punk rock skate bands ever like i'm getting chills as i'm i kid you not (laughs) brother like as i'm saying it i'm thinking to myself like do you understand that i've got somebody sitting on the other side of the bar from me who is played in front of crowds of thousands and he is gracing us with his presence today uh i'm gonna say first thank you wendy ford for putting this together for me we have like you have we'll have to ask how many accolades you have but we have with us tonight mr isaiah gill (laughs) this is nothing like the applause you've had in the past it's the best i got brother oh no this is great this is this is way more oh (laughs) i i gotta thank you you know you're you're down there in uh tejas right now hanging out yeah uh down in in houston uh, we're gonna have to make a left turn at some point because I want to know if you've tried something that I want to go to Houston to eat. Come on, Viet Cajun. No, what? Let's That's like go. a Houston thing. I mean, there's tons of Houston things. That's oh. the cool thing about Houston is really? there's yeah, there's so many things. Like the like, ramen here is one of my favorites. See, you have a huge a- Asian American population down yeah, there, like monster. Yeah, yeah. That's where the Via Cajun thing comes from. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm hip to to the name. I haven't been. Oh, oh that's so cool. Yeah. So, so uh, we're gonna get into it, but before we get too too far, let's go ahead and uh, do some house cleaning. As always, folks, we got the big sign over my my right shoulder for those of you that are watching us live. For those of you that aren't and listening to the audio the next day on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, that you're watching us live. And those of you that are listening on every form of platform we could manage to get it on. I even got it on your grandma's uh, desktop clock. You know, (laughs) if I can get it there, it's going there. So the amazing thing about this is a sticker and a cause. And this is my thing, Isaiah. So sticker and a cause is if somebody has something that they're doing, a charitable organization, something they're supporting, something they're involved in. Don't care what it is, whatever it is, you reach out to me on any one of these platforms. I mentioned Facebook, you have earplug podcast network. You have our Facebook, the above the bar podcast, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. You reach out and contact me. Even our email is the above the bar podcast at gmail.com. You reach out and you say, Hey Murph, Hey Sean, I've got this. You send me a sticker. When you send me that sticker, I read about it live on the show. Then the sticker goes up on the board. Heck Our yeah. last big drummer was Clay. Let me see if I can figure my. Now there, he it had, he, there it is. He had Crazy Aunt Rose that came on with us. So I don't know. Do you do you have like a cra- his Crazy Aunt Rose is actually his mom. The oh. lady is a, she is a wild lady. 
oh she no out of control she's my completely mom's, out of control my mom's super sweet um she would she would probably tame me down so oh can't have yeah that. yeah yeah can't, yeah. <laughs> can't, can't have have tamed down so we've got that and then as always look folks if your media is skipping a beat and you're trying to get it uh on the metronome you might want to reach out to media by dibs media by dibs you can find him on linkedin as andrew dibble but his facebook and his youtube or his facebook and his uh instagram is media by dibs reach out and you mention mention uh belly up to the bar he's going to give you a 10 percent discount on uh your first order with him and a free consultation to tell you about hey what kind of media he could do for you. So again, that's media by dibs. So, all right, house cleaning is done. Yeah. We're getting into it. So let, I, I, you know, as stupid as it sounds, let's start at the beginning. Okay. So, but let's start with when, do, when did you, like, I watched the 2010. Oh man. <laughs> bro. When you were like, LA, you have my heart. I know. Right. That video. I watched that and, I don't know when you started drumming. You look like you were four in that video. Yeah. Like you look so, I was like, dude, like, and I'm watching you doing all the stick work. So I was highly impressed by it. Uh, thanks. Uh, but when, when did you start drumming? Man, I started late. Most, most guys are like, you know, I started when I was six or whatever. I didn't, I didn't get to really appreciate or play drums till I was 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, however, there is a picture at, uh, of me as as a kid, like beating pots and pans, and <laughs> I I think every kid does that though, right? You yeah, know what just, I mean? It's like that's, at that point. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, and it, it's fun. I think everyone has that that heartbeat. You know, like it's that's like, a great way of looking at it. I I, I want to share like this, whatever, um, and. I, I dug it, but drums always fascinated me because it was the only thing in the background that felt powerful. Okay. So not Every, the power chord, not the power chord, none of that. Well, you know, that, that just, you know what like, I mean? That sounded like noise, right? But drum, but, but drums, you could like just, uh, it was just getting you. You know, and I love the noise, but, but that boosh, 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 just it different. was, it, it was just in you. Like you could feel it. You power chords are, are beautiful and, and loud and all that, but there's nothing like that bass drum when they kick the sub in and it's just like, gush, and you feel it in your chest or in your gut. And you're just like, oh, I'm in this. So you, you, know? don't sub- you don't subscribe to the, the guy who hangs out with the band as the drummer? I, I do because that's what I get to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, it's just so incredible. Yeah. And, and folks, again, we oh, I didn't put it up. Let me put the banner up real quick. Isaiah Gill, and that's – for those of you that don't know, it's I-S-A-I-S and then Gill. Just no. G-I-L. no I did I spell it wrong? No, you spelled it right. It's just I-S-A-I-A-S. Yeah, it's like three I A S. Yeah, it's three letters. I just want to confuse you with them. Actually, I didn't do it. My mom did it. Okay. So sitting there going, like, wait, I spelled that right, didn't I? I'm going Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they make up for it with the last name. It's like G I L. And then the number 
Yeah, but then the number of times people are like, G-I-L-L. And I'm like, no, I already complicated the first part. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's keep this one simple. We're going to go with keeping this part simple. So so 15 years old, was it just, Mom, I'm going to go be, play on the drums? Was it, I mean, I would imagine, and, and this is kind of my thoughts, by 15, you're not drumline, you're not school oh, band no. drumming. Like, those kids are, that's different. Yeah, but, I, I auditioned for a jazz band at the high school I was in and they politely told me that I wasn't good enough. Um, in, in the most polite way. Was there, yeah. a hug was there a hug involved? It's okay. No, just a pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Oh, you're all, you're also in swimming. Swimming is really cool, right? You should, you should That's focus cool. on that. Yeah. Stick with Sw- that kid. Swimming's early. You, you get here at six 45, Band happens late. You're probably tired by now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's kind of funny for uh, my 20th high school reunion. They were like, "Oh, you should come back." And it was one of the 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 band directors. And I was like, "Oh yeah, Um, no, (laughs) yeah, no." Like, I'm thanks. I'm I'm good. good. (laughs) I I, I've made it this far, And, and you wonder like. A, a guy who kind of just like, meh, like, like shooed you away. Like this guy could have, like, it's a twofold thing where he could have been a catalyst to make you, you know, push you to that level earlier. Or maybe he was like your Michael Jordan moment where right. you didn't make the team. So let me go show you something. I, I really think that's, that's what happened because I've had a lot of great mentors that, that come in and, and push that, um, I was trying to learn how to read music and I was 25 at the time. Oh, wow. And I'm already playing gigs, um, but my charts were a journal. (laughs) Okay. So I'm I'm reading my journal, you know, and and I had a a great mentor by the name of James Metcalf and, and great engineer, great drummer, great friend, great human. He's, he's, he's my papa. And, um, he was just like, okay, well we can take this and it'll look like this. And it was, you know, a stick with an X and, and one with a circle. And I'm just like, what hieroglyphics are we working with right now? Um, but now I, I use it all the time. Right. But now, was that actual drum music you were reading that he showed you, or was this something he created on his own drum, for you? It was drum notation, but he also like would help me read piano leads. So I I would read a lead sheet to where it it wasn't you know bass and treble clef, but it was just a melody line, and then there were pauses and hits or accents. So he was he was huge in 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 my life for many reasons, but that being one of them. Now, to not get too far down the road, I mean, you're you're talking, you're 25, you're doing gigs at yeah. this point, everything. But how did that change your? Did that change your playing in a in a drastically positive way, or was it just like I could play different stuff now? Um, it so going back to 15. Um, I started playing drums and maybe three or six months into it, um, 
I, I was approached by, by an, another pivotal moment um, person in my life. And, and he was like, hey, man, um, I like that you kind of do your thing. Me doing my thing was not knowing what the heck I was doing. <laughs> like I was just, you're doing yeah. your thing. Hey, you're, you're doing great, you know, and, but he got me into the recording studio and, um, yeah. At, at six months after you were playing, somebody six, was like, somebody's like, why don't we go in the studio? Like that's yeah. savant level. Well, I don't know. I don't know that it was I mean, my plane. I think it was more like his approach to music and, okay. and, and him thinking and believing that what I was playing could match what he was paying for in the studio. Right. Okay. So, so, Hey, this kid, that's not unorthodox. Okay. Right. And, um, I remember listening to his music and I was jamming to a couple of albums at the time. And I heard that guitar riff, you know, that, that noise, <laughs> but but there was there was always something in me that was just like oh that that noise is going dick 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 I could do that on drums so I could match it, okay. Um, and I think that's what he dug. And you could pick up on it. You could hold. You could hold with it. Right. Oh my. Right. Yeah. And I'd been playing with with CDs at this point with a boombox in my grandparents' garage behind me, and I couldn't play the drums too loud because. Either I wouldn't hear it or the CD would skip. Back when they used to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is before the shock system came in and all that, right? So it was. For those of you that are old enough to remember holding the Sony Discman before the yellow yellow one, because the yellow one came out and that thing was like turbo. It had had like the hooks. The clips. Had the clips. So that shit, like you were like, dude, I could drop this. It doesn't skip. But the black black Sony Discman. With the the little flop. Yep. You walked with that thing like it was a serving plate. (laughs) Everywhere you went, you were like, I got this. Yeah. People get near you, be like, stop. You're going to bump me. You're going to skip my CD. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I, I, I dug that man. And, um, (laughs) yeah, that's, so I, how much money do you owe to Columbia house still? Oh man. (laughs) On cassettes. (laughs) Because they didn't tell you like you ordered three and you were allowed to keep one with your subscription. Right. Right. But if you kept all three, then it, doubled in price for that second one and then tripled for that third one. My family must have hated me and they were so kind. Like I, I yeah. Do you remember the one cent deal from Columbia House? Like it was like a penny yes. for nine CDs. <laughs> and you were like, this is and like I remember getting like Dre Day and all uh, kind like Nirvana, all kinds of that hard nine. See, you you were cool. I, I remember getting Rick Astley. Never gonna uh, kiss you up. Uh, yeah. Never gonna yeah. let you down. Never gonna run out. around and just desert that, you. Just that one track got played so much. It was uh, like, never gonna kiss. You know, it's like just slow uh, down. I, so. I remember finding a Billy. My mother showed up at the house just for music for a minute with a box of tapes of mine. And there was the Billy Ocean tape in there from the movie romancing the stone okay he wrote the theme music for romancing the stone it was billy ocean i'm like 
God, I forgot all about this thing. But I remember being a kid. I played the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, man. That oh man, there was there was something magical about about that. You discovered music, right? You you didn't you didn't get music, right? It wasn't it wasn't you weren't bombarded with it. You had to yeah. listen to the radio, or yeah. and that's a great question. So so here you are at fifteen years old. You decide to become a drummer, and uh, Nate Nate's popping up. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Make sure you're sharing this with everybody hey, Nate. so we can get some folks out there who were laughing. You somebody's always laughing. <laughs> John, save the music for the for the guests. Hey, look, you like my singing. That's the only thing I could do as I was in concert choir. There you I go. Could, I could do that. But um, so at 15, mm-hmm. yeah, and just how old are you? I'm 45. I am 38. Okay. So you're on the back side of the music I was listening to. Yeah. But so so I, I didn't mean that like here. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, no. Like- fuck you. I'm 38, guy. <laughs> Look at the gray in your beard. Um, but but when you're listening uh, to music, you're 15 years old. That's what Blink 182 is real big at that point. Um, yeah, I. Well, uh, my uncle, who was uh, like a, a father figure to me. Um, he he passed away around that time and then he left behind a couple of sting albums oh. right sting um a spanish artist alejandro sanz um which weirdly enough i come to find out that vinny caliuto one of my favorite drummers was sting's drummer for ten sumner tales who was also drumming for alejandro sanz so I'm listening, what? I'm listening to these tunes and, but like, he's, he's amazing, right? He's like playing Shania Twain, Reba, all the stuff on tour with Sting. And before that, Frank Zappa was, was his like cat. Yeah. 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 And, you, and Frank Zappa get, gets the horns at all right. points. Yeah. I mean, so, it's just one of those names. Like you got to just throw it up for Frank Zappa. Yeah. So that's, that's who I was trying to emulate right songs like seven days you know it's like it's this pop tune that plays on the radio but it's one two three four five one two three four but it's not take five it's got this melody line it's got all this stuff behind it and i'm just playing along trying to keep up um so i didn't i wasn't told that it was complicated or or like a hard thing to do i was just you trying just to it. well i didn't just do it it was it took time but it was i no one told me it was supposed to be hard you know right and and i i, I love that so much because i i'm working with a student right now and i love him like he's he's so just focus and ask smart questions he's like hey man we're counting to four but i play this three times and i'm like yeah and then i look at him he's like six (laughs) i'm thinking i'm never gonna tell you how complex right what what you're playing is so i've got him playing right-handed and i'll make him play a fill and then he comes back plays left-handed and does it without thinking or, or you know it's what it. i mean it just it, is it, yeah it's just i'm just counting so that that's something that 
I learned by accident that now it's it's such a gift to share because music is to me a vocabulary and instinctual so if i don't tell you it's complicated you won't know it's complicated and so now you can play tool or you can play blink 182 or you can play you know whatever you want to play because you're just playing music that's so and that's yeah like okay so now are did you go to go to college for music did you did you go to college? I mean, I, I did. I wanted to be a pediatrician. <laughs> you know, now, I've taken some hard left turns on this show in conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that could be one of the hardest left turns. Like, so what was your original plan after school? Pediatrician. What do you do now? World famous drummer, champion drummer. <laughs> I teach, I teach six year old how to drum. So that's how yeah. I got back to pediatrician. I yeah. teach six year olds. Oh man. I hadn't even put that together. Yeah. See? There you go. Thank you. Bar yeah. conversation. Now, I got to ask this real quick. So, have you ever been picked on by like somebody thinks they're picking on you and then they like make like they make a comment and then you're like, you know, I'm going to come at you for this. <laughs> I w can you tell me what that says right there? I know what he meant. Yeah. Nate, before you ever pickle me again, go learn how to spell Metallica. <laughs> Madalika, I don't even. I might have went to high school with her. I think I went to high school with Madalika. She, she had a brother. She, she sounds lovely. She sounds like she sounds lovely. Yeah. She, so so Madalika. how far did Madalika? That look. That is your next album. <laughs> <laughs> look, like he's gonna talk about big thumbs, bitch. That's what talk detectives <laughs> for. Don't blame the. Don't blame the. Look. You and your jitterbug. <laughs> oh oh man. God, that's so great. That yeah. that is so awesome. Oh God, go! I I did God, I did I listen. I, I did listen to Madalika. Do you and, listen to Madalika? Yeah, yeah. That, see, Madalika as a musician sounds like that was something that like your great grandparents or grandparents listened to. Yeah, and they were like, "Listen here, boy. You need to listen to Madalika." <laughs> and you're like, like. I'm like, Grandma, I'm not listening to Madalika. She sucks. She's like, you don't understand. You don't understand Madalika. Madalika is pure. That's it. Madalika <laughs> is pure music. I love Madalika. Do you know when your grandfather and I met, we were listening to Madalika. We danced all night to Madalika. We your mother and... came from Madalika. You are <laughs> only here because of Madalika. <laughs> without, without Madalika, your mother would not be here. Do you know we almost <laughs> named your mother Madalika? Do you there know you, this? There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. That is the oh, most amazing, awesome. amazing thing. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a hard left for a moment, but that was no, amazing. No, that's great. Yeah. Oh, he's so mad. At me right now. <laughs> like I love left. Nate. Nate and I <laughs> Nate and I text all the time. He's calling he, look, Nate, I love you. Oh no. <laughs> I love you. He'll be texting me any minute like you're an asshole. No. Um, everybody gotta go uh. check out Nate's show also. <laughs> Nate's Nate's great. Nate's the guy like Nate will be the one I end up introducing you to after this because he'll find like five more shows for you to be on because that's oh, what he thanks. does. Sweet. He's that guy. But Thank uh you. But so how far did we get into college and, and the pediatric side before you were like, I'd rather play the drums? Well, my, I grew up with my grandparents and um, my uncle played classical guitar. 
And so my grandpa was all about listening to it. No one else in the family was a musician. Um, so when my turn came about, he was like, okay, well, if, if you're down for guitar, that's awesome. And he wasn't really crazy about drums um, and, and very anti about drums, actually. Really? But Why? Why, why I, was he anti I, about drums? I think it's a generational thing, right? So for, for classic guitar, the loudest instrument you would have in that would be like a cajon, right? Okay. Maybe a shaker. Now, now what's, which one is the cajon? The box. Yeah, okay. From, from Spain. It, it makes a ton of, of drums-like sounds. And I said from Spain, like I know it may be somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, well, we see but, that a lot now too, don't we? Like uh, Jason Mraz has somebody that plays it. That's the yeah. one people sit on, right? Right, right, right. Okay. So, so prior to that, it's, it's very interesting to play because you get all of these tones from this box. So the top of it, um, if it's nailed, you leave the nails out just a tiny bit so that the, the lip of the box can smack the shell and it creates a snare like sound. Oh wow. But then but then the the mid part of it is is kind of like a bass drum. So you really have a whole drum set there. And then they make some now uh before it used to be like guitar strings down the middle. So you could really like get some snarey sounds. But it was still loud and way quieter than a drum set. So I don't think he was hip to that idea. Um <laughs> And, and so he was just not, not about it, but um, I go and do this recording and they're like, cool, we'll mail you a check. I'm 15. I don't know what that means. Wait, wait, wait a sec. So hold on. You, you have skipped an entire thing here. No, no, so no, no. So you're no. 15 years old. Uh -huh. Some random guy says, yeah. hey, kid, I like the way your drums are. Come <laughs> yeah. in the studio with me. You play music, and then all of a sudden he's like, mm, I like it. I'll send you a check. Yeah. That's what I just heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which okay. is funny because, I mean, when I grew up, there, there, there was a lot less fear of everything we know now. So. Yes. So my family was very trusting, like, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, he showed up to the house. He had uh, some tacos with us. And, yeah, of course, you can go to the studio with him. And so I jump in a car, and I'm gone for a day and a half. And, and I come back, and I'm like, safe. They're like, cool. No cell phones. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> you know, like, it was just whatever. Okay. So, Yeah. My grandpa taught me how to fight, so if I needed to get out of something, you you were good. You were good. Maybe <laughs> you're hoping. You're yeah, fifteen years old. This you is a grown you man. Can't fight. You can't fight someone giving you hugs. Like, come on, don't fight me. Hug me. You know, that was my way wow. out of fights. <laughs> so, but I um, yeah, I, I I get home and a week later, a check a check arrives in the mail. And my grandpa had this habit of just opening everyone's mail. Like, yo, <laughs> you're in my house. I'm opening. You're in my shit. house. This is this is my property. And he saw the check, and it was maybe four or five hundred bucks. Still, but yeah, he. I remember him handing it to me, and and very serious. I knew you could do it. 
And I lost it. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you were telling me not to. Did you really this tell him that? Yeah, not like I'm saying it now, right? Oh, like okay. I was about to say, like, coin. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I was like, no, you know. And and from that point on, um, I I knew I could do it. And then when college came about, it was a little bit complicated with with just family stuff and 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 whatnot. But I I knew I had this in the back burner, so I just started saying yes to everything can you play jazz sure had no idea what jazz was so i i would just go and at the time there wasn't youtube or right apple music so i would get you remember the real book what is that jazz jazz book it had all the standards on it okay so i would i would check out some of the tunes and then either go to the library or or just find a way to, to figure things out. At the time, Napster was happening. So that was a lifesaver because I could check out a, a stream or two. Kids don't steal music. Right. But um, Napster. Because <laughs> Malik, Mat- <laughs> right Madalika. Madalika will come oh, to your full cycle. Yeah. Full cycle. Madalika's coming to your house if you steal Madalika, music. I need you Madalika to understand that. We'll get you. Yeah. You, have you ever seen the videos of that when they when they stormed Napster? You know, but they were right. They were it's right. Such a it, 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 at at that moment in time, they did what was right about. They were ahead of it. Yeah. Today we wouldn't question it. Then. We questioned it because we said, well, I can listen to music on the radio and put it on a tape and I don't pay for that. Who right. gives a shit? Yeah. That was, that was a different era. We were transforming. But look at it now. People oh, now spend, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to make an album. And then someone gets one song for 99 cents and the artist gets 12 cents on that twenty or $30,000 investment. So... I, I feel like they they approached it quite aggressively, but you wouldn't expect less from Madalika. Ma- Madalika's pretty pretty <laughs> tough crew. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can't now when it's Madalika. Um, but what's interesting, we actually had a uh, music producer on. My brain's not working right this second, and he was telling me he's like, it takes some ridiculous ridiculous amount of downloads for an artist to re for what they would make for one album purchase mm-hmm. to download is crazy it, and it never dawned on me the the numbers because i think about it today i have apple music i yeah. pay ten dollars a month and you, you drop an, anything you want yeah you drop a new album tomorrow or i know an artist that's dropping an album in in six months and they've announced the date I can click on that and say reserve. Mm-hmm. So the day it happens, it notifies me, Hey, this is in your library and I'll yeah. never think about it again. Right. I've, I've been working with studios a little while. And so I try to be mindful of it. Um, and then there's certain acts like, uh, I don't know, Madalika wouldn't care if I downloaded <laughs> one of their songs right now. Right. Well, but their then last album sucked. Well, but Saint- that's, that oh, snare that so sound. Bad. 
that, uh, that did you stand- like the saint nothing what is it saint nothing i couldn't yeah it was it was awesome oh you like really I've listened to that album. And I'm no, like, no, no. I'm shaking my head. No, no, sorry. no okay. I'm just making, like, <laughs> like, like I'm sitting there go, like, no, I tell people all the time, the worst concert I've ever been to was a Madalika concert. Mm. Was the worst concert. By far one of the best concerts. ACDC. Ooh. Dude, you've never, you've never seen. Wow. You've never seen a group of senior citizens so active in your life. Dude, that's At, good. And this was in 2010, 2010, wow. 2011, I saw them. And so the whole band was still together. Everyone was still alive. And yeah. they performed here in Albany. Uh, that's another thing. So I know we, we're kind of sidetracked because we both enjoy yeah. music. We really in, enjoy it. And look, folks, you have to take the time. Get out there. Nate, Nate's over here with an angry. Nate, we love you. Don't send angry faces. Because <laughs> you know. Sorry, you know man. I'll stop saying Madalika. We can't. It's never happening. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> but um, so here you are. You're in college. Uh, mm-hmm. And we kind of got to this point where you got to make this decision. Because you said by 25, you're playing paid gigs. You're Now, yeah. is it? That's the other thing I'm, I'm curious of before we get even into that. Are you still a solo joining other bands, kind of filling in the drum spot for them? Or are you in your own band as a full-time traveling band member? Uh, I was in two bands at the time, um, but we were kids, man. We didn't know what we were doing. So we were playing shows. I remember one band, we, we got money to play this show. So we paid six, 700 bucks to do, be part of this showcase and I look back now and what, how terrible of, of those people putting that show together to take money from kids, you know? Oh yeah. So, so you had to pay them to be in their show. Yeah. Yeah. It would have come whole move, but totally. But at the same time I was playing with, um, Houston has a, a beautiful music scene. It, any night of the week still, you can listen to jazz, hip hop, like you name it, whatever you want to get into, it's going to happen. Um, so I was playing in a wedding band and I was coming home with that $500 check that took me a day and a half. I was coming home with that $500 check in four hours. And so then... That ain't a bad I, return on your I, time. No, I'll I'll go play three weddings this week. And at, at you know, early twenties, making, you know a couple of bridesmaids out there for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I never had no? that. No, what? because no one no one sees the drummer, man. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always unless you're you like know. Phil Collins. Like you gotta be Phil Collins. Yeah, yeah. See he retired completely, played his last gig the other day. Man, I did you see I, that? I was lucky enough to to meet him and play really? he, here in Houston for a um a TV show thing for him and just the nicest most he noble like human. Nice oh, just so great. And the news anchor asked him uh so uh it, one one of my friend now is a close friend but at the time just kind of hooked me up with with the thing 
um, he, he asked him, so any advice for an up and coming drummer? And Phil Collins just looks at me and goes, watch your back. And I was thinking, you know, what, what money, did he mean? Money. He actually meant watch the posture on your drum set. And we had a whole oh, conversation. No about, yes, because this is why he has to retire because of his poor posture and, and like just how it affected his playing and then having to get all these shots that was affecting his voice, that was doing all of this other stuff. He actually literally meant watch your back. Your physical back. So, yeah. so as a drummer, for somebody who's out there that's listening to this and, and catching this on, on the playbacks or on the Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all those things, and they're catching this playback, for a up-and-coming drummer, my kids have owned drum sets, have tried to play, you know, some of them can hold a beat. They don't get that from me. Um, <laughs> but how do you do that? Those, those stools don't have backs to them. They don't, but it's, it's your seat height, right? And then also, that aside, when you sit down at, at a chair just normally, your feet kind of go outward, right? right? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when drummers set up a drum set, the first thing they do is grab that bass drum and put it front and center. So that takes your feet from this to this. Ah, so it should be offset. So it it changes every muscle twitch that's happening because you're pounding that bass drum the whole time. And then you want to look cool, so you set up things funky or whatever, and your your back comes in. And so now, like, there is no support up here, and there's no support with your feet because they're offset. Or, I'm sorry, on this side, so it would be, right? Yeah. So very simple um, steps on how your body works and setting up a drum set to work for you, not you working to have to play the drum set. And so I, I became hip to that early on. And I'm still aware of that and, and take lessons for it. And anatomy is huge because it's such a physical instrument, oh, yeah. you know, and, and you have to be an athlete for it. Like you, you're, you're playing with Black Flag. That was two hours of go from of beginning intense. to end. Yeah. Was that now? Yeah. Were you playing a double bass for Black no. Flag? No. No. Um, not because they wouldn't allow it or anything. It was just, it wasn't necessary. And the moments that I did want to embellish like a double bass drum thing, I I could do it with my floor tom because I wasn't tensed up the whole time through. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so we're 25. We've, we've learned how to read music. We're, we're, we're getting into it. When when did you st- and let's get into the black flag thing for a minute because I can remember you know how in like that was they are the and you'll correct me if I'm wrong they are the skater punk equivalent of Sex Pistols to uh, I won't rock I, music I won't correct anyone about anything music related especially Black Flag because it has so many. Um, connotations meaning entities yeah totally right yeah so 
one of the craziest things was seeing people come up and say bad things about whatever because it wasn't this singer. Oh, it wasn't the Henry or Rollins days. Or, or... or it wasn't it wasn't this bassist or it wasn't this drummer, right? Um, but then there were other guys that would come up and would love it because they would understand the homage to that, you right. know, and un- understand that music just transitions. So, I mean, how, how great and, and what a privilege it is to play for the guy that wrote the tunes, wrote the music, wrote the lyrics, like Greg Ginn is Black Flag, right. you know? And other people interpreted certain things, and other people wrote music. Whatever, I'm not. I'm not taking right, away right. from anybody. But he he created this and believed in people enough. Like, hey, you shouldn't be a guitarist. You should be the lead singer, and gave them that spot when they that wasn't even on their radar. Like, now, he who just, did he do that for? Who did he do that with? Oh well, that's. You or know. is that just a general thing? Like yeah, I thought you were saying, it, like, like that's how. Like I, I don't know, no, like Henry Rollins' backstory, like of getting to that point. But oh, I'm more yeah, curious and, of how do you, like, how does that come to come to to pass? Because I mean, you're, you know, you're you're playing in other bands. You're you're again, world. Go see that. Look, folks, if you Google Isaiah Gill, and I'm going to spell it again. I spell it phonetically. India Sierra Alpha India Alpha Sierra, and then Gil Thank is you. just golf. It's just golf India Lima. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you Google him. This video pops up from 2010 of this four year old playing. <laughs> I'm sorry, you look so young. That's great. That I and know playing this like drum, and you're like, this dude's a beast. Oh, and, thanks, man. And just getting at it. So. So how do we go? We're moving forward. We're 25. We've learned to play the music. So when do we start? Like, because this is your life now. This is it. Yeah. You're. There's no other way of calling it professional drummer. So what's the next? Is there other bands before the Black Flag Adventure? Or, or how does that work? Yeah, tons of them. Like like I was saying, the, the wedding band thing, you know, because that was showing me how to play uh blues or jazz or swing you know it was it and it was one of those things where i didn't know it was hard it was just this is what you have to play yeah um these are the songs you have to learn or or latin stuff you know in the video i got i got a lot of shit for saying you know i'm mexican this is a cumbia two separate statements but there are so many people that are like, Cumbia is from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love music and it could come from an animal. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it, it could be whatever, you know, I was just making a statement to be funny um, because I wanted the crowd to engage. And when you're playing drum solos, for five minutes at 20 something, that seems like an hour, you know? And so how do you keep them engaged? Oh, I'm going to wear two shirts. I'm going to do this. So it was, it was a lot of like gimmicky stuff that looking back, 
I wouldn't change a thing about it because I, I didn't use the electronic stuff. I didn't do any of, of this stuff. I used comedy, music, and my heart. Like, that's, that's all I have, you know? Now, so, now, is that the only time you competed in the world, or...? I, I actually started the competition um, early on, but I, I wouldn't compete. I would just show up because that was my drum lesson. Because uh-huh. I didn't know what I was doing. And I realized there's only two kinds of drummers. The drummers that are really kind and are just like, I would, I would walk up to them and, and ask, hey, man, this thing you did, it was like, they were like, oh, yeah, dude, that it's just right hand, right foot, left hand, whatever. And then the other guys, they would be like, oh, no, that's my lick. And those guys I loved because I would sit there and watch them move on to the next level because they were good, you know? And then next year I would show up and I would play there. Like whether I was competing or not, I would just play whatever. And I'm like, I've been studying you for a year. I've got you now. (laughs) Yeah. I have your soul. Oh man. I'm so stubborn. Yeah. If you tell me I I can't do something, I'm like, if there's a legit reason why, like I can't dunk. Right. We're not dunking. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Got it. But, uh, but any, any, if there's not a legit reason, I'm like, well, why not? Let me try it. Okay. So like, and I'm trying to stay on, on track here. So sorry, so there's all, all no, it's no, it's me because I find all this fascinating. I, there's nothing cooler to me than somebody from an individual effort. Look, I love team sports. I'm a big football fan. Nate and I, we pick on each other time, but him and I talk football often, but I'm a big football fan. So that's team sport, but there's still yeah. nothing ab- di- about that individual single effort that somebody puts through and becomes at that level I, you know the the 10,000 hour moment right yeah you're yeah, you're, yeah. you're at that you have your 10,000 hours yeah into that and so so you're into this and I know it brought up black flag a lot because no that's it, great I, it's it's one of those kind of things so you you is that oh, like no. somebody picks up the phone and says Isaiah, we we you know we have an opening. We need a drummer. We're going on a tour. Is that you got audition? How does that work? So I I worked with uh, Mike Valley on his solo stuff. Mike was singing with Black Flag at the time that this happened, and um, I think the way most music stuff has worked for me is just be a good dude. You know, like the music is fun and most anybody can play anything. But what are you like outside of the gig, you know, or getting into it? Are, are you are you stressing out because you don't have your microphone or you don't have your right guitar strap or you don't have the right drum set? Whatever. People pick up on that energy and... And it feeds into everybody else. Um, I wouldn't want to go to battle with someone that is worried that, you know, they don't have the right holster. Like, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's one of these things where it's like you, you can still perform. You're, you've trained enough to where you can pick up 
I kept, I kept, there was one gig, <laughs> um, I played for this, uh, I, I play with this guy, uh, Charlie Harrison. He's a great country guy. Love him to death. Great human. Um, one of our first gigs, he called me and he was like, Hey man, there's a drum set there. You don't need to bring your gear. Maybe just bring breakables. So I showed up with a snare, my sticks and cymbals. Halfway through the gig, the guy, the drummer, decided he wasn't sharing his gear. <laughs> what? And so we were up next, and the guy just started breaking his gear down. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So Shook I got my hat. But we still had the mics. So I'm just thinking, okay, what can we do? So I got a bar stool, and I had my snare. And so I had low end, high end, and I had my sticks. And so I could put my cymbal right here on without a stand on, on this like piece of metal and still get a tink-a-tink sound. And we played 30 minutes with bar stool, a snare drum, and like a cymbal just hanging off of nothing. And it was awesome because it was challenging for me, but it also didn't stress Charlie out because I was going to show up. Right. You were there. You were good. Yeah. And, and after the gig, the guy was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you didn't have a drum set. I'm like, dude, you knew there was no other drum set. <laughs> right. Like you had the only one. You didn't yeah. see me wheel shit in. There right. No boxes. Yeah. That's why. But I mean, that yeah, goes so, to, so, to how good a drummer you really are. Like, oh, that, no, bro, that's just no, that's just like that's that's just understanding sounds. And, and just being creative, not, not being freaked out in the moment, right? That's being, that's being able to show up. Bro, bro, <laughs> bro, I don't listen know. to me. If somebody's like, hey, Murph, you don't have your microphone to do your show. I, I would probably be like, what, what do you mean? I got five of them. What do you mean I don't have my mic? I have five microphones. What do you mean I don't have one? Yeah. Like I, I was, I was my... actually worried about it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna use this. I don't have. Oh, that's a that's setup, fine. You know. But see, that's fine. See, look, those Apple headphones. As long as they're not old and old ones, they work perfectly fine on this. Okay, cool. But uh, oh, now here's somebody who can tell you how to set up a studio. Mr. Junaid just popped in. Hey, Junaid is he? He does a master class on setting up a studio. He was a guest a couple of weeks ago. My man has got the. He's got this studio where he just goes, Hey Siri. Set up studio and all of his lights dim down and shit change <laughs> like straight transformer shit. Straight transformer. I want to go there. Oh, his area, brother. I'm just I'm I'm geeking out about your uh, your studio setup. So, um, now you left that gig with Black Flag. How long ago has that been? Well, so it's not. It hasn't been left. Right? Okay. All right. Um, nobody's it, touring really, but. Right. So we were, we were in, um, South America and I was, I was playing drums. I was stage managing and oh wow, I was, I was like helping out with, with as much logistics as I could. It's very DIY, which I loved, you know, I learned so much from it, but we were, uh, we landed in Peru and they started. Oh yeah, man. They started uh, shutting down the the borders, and we had a show in Mexico City, a festival to do, and 
when they started shutting down, like, you can't travel here, you can't travel here, you can't travel here. We all just decided, let's, let's get back home. Yeah, that and, makes good sense. And so, so we left Peru, didn't do the festival in Mexico City. The festival still went on. Uh, and the next day, um, I saw a news report, like the Peru airport had been shut down. Like where you we guys were. Got out. Like you guys got out just in time. Within like six hours, man. Holy shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, one of us flew to Miami, another one to LA, two of us to Dallas. I was, I was trying to figure out where we could go. There, there were no like full tickets for anything. So as long as we could get back into the States, rent a car, get home, whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know that it's done. I don't know that it'll continue, but I, I feel like this is the trajectory that the band kind of does. Uh, it, it does something really powerful and then it simmers so that there's, there's a little bit more hunger for it next time. Now I got to ask this question. Cause I think anyone who's a fan, have you played with, or has there ever been any talk of Henry Rollins coming back and, doing any shows or have you ever done a show with him i haven't done a show with him um there have been rumors of him being in the crowd or around oh really um, while you were playing well i didn't know while i was playing oh, after, that's what i'm saying after. though but like you found yeah, yeah, out yeah, afterwards. Yeah. yeah um so how however true or not that is i yeah but no. you know it for me it wasn't I was lucky enough not to know too much about Black Flag. Okay. I got I got the gig because Mike was gracious enough to think of me as a good drummer he, he knew for you were a great this fit. Thanks, Stop man. Good. Stop saying good. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying good, bro. Yeah, well, he, he was like, hey, you, you could do this. And eh, kid, I, you might be all right. <laughs> I <laughs> I remember I was sitting in a restaurant and um bougie carmel right oh like nice. i'm in i'm in carmel and and just like in this uh, restaurant uh, like darling yeah like just wine and i'm Pinkies way up. i'm way out of place here i like they didn't have any sour beer they didn't oh, have can any you, you like sour beer oh they're so good yeah uh, well next like, time you make it to new if you make it to New York, let's do and, it. And we'll do like a, like a complete, like we have Ithaca brewing. Uh, yeah. It, I'm hip it, to it. Oh yeah. Have you had their, I had their sour one time and I, I drank it and I looked like a pirate afterwards. Oh, Cause my, I, eye, yeah, that my eye was all jacked up and I was like, it what? has to hit you back here, man. I'm like, like what the hell is this? Yeah. And I, I walked it right back up to the girl and I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't, I can't. She's like, it's all right. She's like, oh, what do you want? And I'm and I had Ithaca Flower Power, which is an amazing beer. Uh, it's like a Pilsner or something. Like, but I was like, I can't fuck with these sours. Oh man, yeah, I love sours. You like kombucha? You probably like kombucha too, don't you? I don't do kombucha because oh, like yeah, kombucha is like like kombucha is like the same. No, but see, that's different. That hits you in the tongue. Yeah, yeah, that's like well, and it like numbs your tongue. I don't like that. Yeah, I want it steals like, your soul. A little bit, right? <laughs> but I want, I want. Um, I want this like just a bunch of sweethearts in my oh, mouth. 
And I just want to like chew it all at once. And that's my most I know the favorite. feeling you're talking about. Like yeah. I love yeah, yeah, Sour yeah. Patch Kids. Like I would annihilate the yeah. big the big pack of Sour Patch Kids all day long. Like if there's something sour, I'm all about it. Love strawberry rhubarb. Love rhubarb. Like that sour. Just not the beer. I can't. I've tried. Now that was the only one I've ever tried. That's I will. Cool. I always say I'm willing to try some something again as far as that yeah. stuff. But I can't mess with it. I do have to ask you about Peru because uh, I have yeah. a buddy who's Peruvian. Like yeah. we're there long enough to have like the giant crazy Peruvian corn. <laughs> and, no. Or or eat or eat a gerbil. What is it? Gerbils or hamsters? <laughs> okay, so I was gonna say no to to like the corn, right? Right. But you ate I, the they ate the gerbil, didn't you? Yeah, but it was like dressed up fancy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> had, had ketchup and everything on it. It was fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like it had mayo, <laughs> mayo, mustard. They called it a hot dog. Oh, <laughs> please tell me they really did. They were like, no, 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 it's a hot dog. You'll love it. No, no, no. I knew what I was ordering. Oh, that's yeah, so but great. but like, yeah, I just I I wanted to do the thing. So oh, you had to do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you had to do it. That's so great. So I we're talking drums still. So who is, is there any drummers out there like growing up as a kid again like i said i was very i was introduced to music a lot by my uncle mike i have two uncle mikes one that went to berkeley for music mm. and like legitimately hugely important i still have his band let's see if i can get it in here i have his band yeah tattoo, his band tattoo a coca pelli it says rainmaker he played for a band called tom wright and the rainmakers open for james brown i've been backstage for James oh, Brown, saw him in concert two times. My wife and I always go to concert. We're actually, uh, it was funny because my wife recently was like, well, you don't like country music. I don't I hate country music. I can't stand it. I don't like it, but I like bluegrass and I like Chris Stapleton. I, I'm going to send, well, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you Charlie's album. Send me Charlie's album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think you might dig it. Well, we're going to see Chris Stapleton. So yeah, that's I, pop country. Right. And, and like very different. But see, I like, like I said, one of my favorite movies is Loretta Lynn, Coal Miner's Daughter. Love that movie. Watch it every time it comes on. I will sit and watch that damn thing all the time. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like 25 in that movie. Uh, Sissy Spacek is amazing. So nonetheless, so I grew up with a lot. But my bigger drumming influences were um, John Bonham. Yeah. Like that, when you talked about powerful, that's like, yeah, like they said that dude was such a loud drummer. They would put the sound equipment in the hall. Sure. Because he was so powerful. Was there anyone like I know you said you've had a lot of influences, people you've met. I saw your recent picture about meeting your heroes. Yeah. Um, but was there ever somebody else? I know you mentioned the one the the earlier person. It wasn't. uh Madalika. Vinny Caliuta. Vinny Caliuta wasn't <laughs> Madalika. Wasn't Madalika. Um, yeah. But is there anybody else that has been like, when you talk about power, like yeah. that's, I, I think that, and I think Keith Moon, I think like those are dudes that like, yeah, were psychopaths, beat, like the goal was to beat a hole in that thing. You know, the cool thing about Bonham to me was he understood music like big picture. So he was using big drums that, that were like intended to cut through. Like it was a jazz band 
setup, right? So big old bass drum, big old toms, so that it could cut through horns. At least that's my 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 understanding of it, right? Uh, but he used it in a rock setting, which is so wild. But it makes sense because those are the same frequencies that the guitar is carrying, you know that that the organ is carrying. It is just understanding the sound of music, not not music like what they were doing, but the frequency of it. So understanding that the horns might carry this pitch that might also match the pitch of, of Jimmy Page's lead guitar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that, yeah. that, that kind of thing, like it, his, his playing was thought out. Which, That's science, sir. That's science in it. Yeah, I, but sometimes science isn't something you have to equate. It's, it's just something that lives within you. You just hear, like, you have all the instruments you need right here. You just have to use them. You know, dude, you're that's deep. I don't know. You know. I look. <laughs> so, so what's what's next up? Uh, next up for you in in as all this is coming together, we're coming out of the. You know, I don't know if you watch the news, you, you see China's all back in the pandemic. Oh, but man. as as here in the states, we're coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. We're kind of getting ourselves back together, putting things back in place for ourselves. What's next for you? I currently I'm working a total of seven bands um, right now, but it's worked out because no one's doing the same thing, right? No one's, no one's. You're playing in seven bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, How do you? Is your brain not mush? It's so fun because they're all they're all unique. There's one band that that we're 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 working a little bit more and more and more. Um, Leon the Third. And, and it's really cool. It's this kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. Psychedelic rock is the best description I can give it, but it's not that. Um, it's, it, it has a lot of noise, um, but it has a lot of groove. And, and the whole thing on, on, on my end is keeping it groovy, you know, making sure things are cool. But then there's space to create. There's there's one tune we play, and everything's just like bush, god, just bashing. And then it gets to the guitar solo, and the guitar gets really pretty and light. So I'm like, like it just the the dynamic just just changes drastically, and it happens for maybe thirty seconds. And then we're right back into this just like bombastic, just bomb. It's so funny. You talk like a drummer. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then that's, it's like, that's, oh, speaking, speaking of which I was, I was in the studio uh, last week with, with a country guy, super sweet dude. And I wasn't playing what he was hearing. And so he's like, hey, man, on this part, I'm hearing. And he starts singing the melody. He's like, but And he does it again. And he does it again. I was like, man, I hope this doesn't sound rude, but that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I don't know what you're asking me to play. And the producer was, was hip to both lingos, right? Okay. 
So, so he was like, he means bass drum. And I'm like, would have never gotten that from, you know, which makes sense that you call me out on it because now it's, that's what I get for calling him out on it. Right. Like, like <laughs> I, I hear it as somebody who doesn't do those things. Right. I, I hear you doing it a couple of times. I'm like, okay, he's, he's into that. You know, he's doing drum it. Drum brain. Yeah. It, 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 there you go. Drum brain. Like, yeah. like I said, talking with uh, my buddy Tom and talking with Clay and, and now talking with you, I hear the, the drummer lingo of like, yeah, it's like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, eh, what yeah, are right. those, what are those chopsticks doing on that table? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like to me, I'm like, eh, okay, I hear you. Yeah. That's just wild to me, man. It really, truly is. It, it's super impressive. So, Seven bands. Yeah. We got that going on. Plus you're teaching music. Yeah. Um, when do you sleep? <laughs> Rarely. Rarely. Yes- yeah. Yesterday, um, I played with one of the bands. Um, my buddy Luba has a band and we went to Austin and it's about a three hour drive there. And we played for two hours and then drove three hours back. And I'm uh, got in at five thirty this morning, God. and then and then I was up at eight. I'm I, I, I'm walking dogs while I'm in town. I love that man. Like so, I got I got to keep busy. So and you walk dogs like a gig to walk dogs. Yeah, it's fun, and people the, pay really well for it. Like I'm wondering, do these people know who's walking their dog? One person found out, <laughs> and it was weird. <laughs> like, like, did they ask you, like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah, they were, they, uh, they, they, I don't remember how it happened, like, but they, they a- YouTube, they YouTube something, right? And then it wasn't, it wasn't the drum off thing that came up, it was, um, a black flag thing that came up, and they were like, hey. Uh, we saw this name and it looks a lot like your name. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Like you do understand that's the equivalent of like when Adele did her first album, whatever it was, 20 something or whatever it was called. She was still working in a record store in the back room and like, didn't tell people that like, like she was like, yeah, I just want to look at albums. Yeah. But you know, like I got, I got to play drums for David Lee Ross. And he he was so a gracious. Psychopath. He's such a psycho. Oh, no. I love him. He yeah, seems like he's, such a psycho. He's like, he's like out there, man. But he's he's <laughs> There's out only there. one blonde in this group. <laughs> he's That's the famous there. line. You know that, right? But he was also an EMT. David Lee Roth was? Yes. He was an EMT for LA County. I had no idea. Yeah. So imagine. Like someone shows up, like I don't know, my gallbladder, whatever, right? right? And you're you're put on this gurney, get wheeled into the ambulance, and jump. Yeah, (laughs) it's like paddles. Go ahead and jump. (laughs) Paddles. Imagine that's how. Yeah. So I don't know. Never be never be above anything, man. Because that's so awesome. Yeah, it's wild. I had never have heard. Like, how? Gotta keep asking. 
So who else? Like, we can get it. Like, as I, there's, like, this is deep. I would need everyone oh. to go to your website. It's, it's scrolling along the <laughs> bottom. Isaiasgill.com. Yeah, you need to check his stuff out. You need to see what he's got going on. There's so much happening with this dude. I, oh, I mean. Thanks, man. And it's, you know what I think the the best part about it all is? Is you're one of the more positive dudes that I've talked to. And not that, look, let me correct that. Like, <laughs> I talk to people all day long. And that's why I'm saying that. Not on yeah. the show, folks. I spend all day long on the phone with people. You, when I say this, my job is to find people jobs. I spend all day on the phone with people. And some people have had some tough times and ran into it. But you're just like a super positive dude where you're like, uh, yeah, no, this is cool. I'm just rolling with the punches. I'm just you rolling have with to. the shit. We're just going out and doing it. You have to, man. And and what a privilege to get the experience, right? Like. Uh. Cause it would suck if, if, if I were like, Oh, the pandemic happened and I've got nothing. And that thought went through my mind, you know? Yeah. But you can, you, you can either sit with, sit with your demons or dance with them. It's much funner, much funner, much more fun to dance with much, them. Much more funner. M- much more funner. Madalika. That's a Madalika lyric. That that could be yeah. like that could be. I think that was one of their most hit songs. Much more funner. Much by more funner. <laughs> much, much more funner. So my I son's gonna bring something over. Bring me that box that's on top of the record player. I do have a record player. I want you to understand that. I'm gonna send you Charlie's record. I I have a legit. So we're getting ready. To, we're gonna close the house down. But I gotta sh- throw this stuff up on camera real quick. I have my yeah. son bring it to me, who is my one of my road dogs here. Uh, here, let's put this up here for a second. You may have to hand me some of this stuff because I can't get to it. So we're doing a give. We we do show giveaways. Cool. Um, we did. I don't know if you're a baseball fan or not. I'm a baseball fan. So we had yeah, uh, Ian Anderson, uh, Game Three World Series winner, uh, lives up where we live in the Albany, New York area. Oh, and was cool. doing autographs. We had him sign a hat and a ball, and we gave it away. So, uh, I. You and I will talk afterwards because as soon as this is over, we got to have a conversation afterwards. Yeah, man. But we're getting ready to do our next giveaway. So we've got had some of the guests, and, and I just want to show – I've put the post out, but I figure you're on here. This will be fun. You and I can do this, and we can show everybody who watches. So, obviously, music guy. Yes. Drumstick. Yes. Drumstick okay. si- signed drumstick from the band Punk is a Doornail. Yeah. Uh, which ha- the lead singer – the, the drummer's amazing. He's been in a bunch of punk bands. The lead singer, who's also the lead guitarist, try to get that up for me, uh, has also done, he's been in a noise band. Okay. Like, bro, do you remember, like, just when that was a thing, like, <laughs> yeah. like, these noise bands? And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So he was in that. But now he's got punk as a doornail, and they play all over the place out in Cali. But he turned a skateboard into a guitar called a scatar <laughs> what bro it's the most unique sound you'll ever hear i'll i'll have to introduce you to keith so we're giving away a punk as a doornail album yeah man coming up, coming up but and it's so wild because you can see people that were oh. it in the bottom yeah so we're giving away a vinyl from them a signed drumstick from them we have doug dreyer who's a lives out in cali also and he's 
comes on the show every every three months. He comes on. We talk okay. about collecting. So he does these. Do you know what a breaker box is? Yeah. So he does breaker boxes. Okay. I just I just bought one. Cost me two hundred dollars. Um, but it's all Star Wars, um, bounty hunters. Dude. So they're still out there. It's DC you have collect. Boba, you have like the robots, the assassin, uh, the bounty hunter yeah, yeah, robots. Yeah, yeah. He's got all kinds of stuff. And he like he was just at WonderCon and he was like giving away or not giving away, but selling the boxes. Yeah. And in these boxes were like um a CGC gold label, which is the um means it's autographed and okay. verified. 7.5 first appearance of Bob of Boba Fett comic. Gave one yeah. away that was in one of those boxes. I was so mad because I wanted it. But we're giving well, away. Now, now I'm or, looking. Look at that. Sorry. Oh. Two original sketch cards. Dude. The Green uh, Goblin. Green Goblin and Mephisto. Or Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, but two original sketch cards. But what are you looking at now? Tell me what you're looking at. Well, I'm looking around. Item. You have. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt. We got to go with the last one. Yeah. Are you. So I think you kind of got a little geek in you. Yeah. So <laughs> I love Dungeons and Dragons. I listen to like three different Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. It's ridiculous. We okay. actually got one one of the, my favorite ones. The Dungeon Master is going to come on our show in May. It's called um, Here for the Rolls. I love the name. Dude. So we had Christopher Head, E. Hedberg, Forged and Fire Season 7 champion. Um come on and he was uh he does all these like crazy forgings so he sent us this which if you can see it oh man bro it is a hand forge that scales that was he showed me the picture that was an individual piece of <laughs> square bar stock that he did this it's got feathering in Dude, the tail look at the end wow like but it's the a bottle detail opener, to it but it's a bottle opener what it's a bottle opener. It's a dragon bottle opener. So if you're a D&D fan, look at this straight on. See? Oh, man. That I, is good. And so he made He's this. He's got the eyes crazy. in there he does. and everything. It, you can't really see it on my camera. Uh, my light's on. But that's even. It's got a Forge Maker's mark in it. Wow. So, like, you know it's legit his. So, definitely his. Uh, so, well, never mind, man. I was going to no, be like. What do you got? I was, I was going to be like. I can, I'll, I'll send you, like, I've got. Like old drumstick that I used Bro, at the show. Send um, it if you got anything. So I've what got, we're gonna what I've we're gonna like do is we're gonna put together another giveaway. Here. We're gonna put together another giveaway. You and I can talk about that after the show. Yeah. Uh, I always so these are things I I think we have some amazing guests and some amazing folks like yourself that Thanks, have things man. that they can offer. So we're doing this giveaway. Yeah. It'll be, uh, we're actually gonna do the drawing just before Doug comes on at the end of the month. So it'll be up for a while, getting some, some folks out there. So that's an opportunity. Um, if we're in the Houston area, I just want to throw that out there. To, to, I didn't want to forget about it. I was thinking about it. I have a squirrel's brain. Um, Me too. It's 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 how we're able to do shit like this. Right. You it, have to process I, things quickly. I'm on the move. Just like when you said, who was your friend you said that um, you went out with the other day that you just got back at 530 in the morning with? Oh, with Luba. Yeah, I was playing with him. Yeah. You know what happened the minute you say his name? You know what happens in my brain? Forgot it. Hi, my name is Luba. 
I live on the second floor. I live upstairs from you. Do you remember that? Hi, my name is Luca. That was a song called Hi, my name is Luca from like the early mid 80s about this kid who who was in a lived in an abusive uh, household and and explaining to the neighbor what was going on. And it was called Hi, my name is Luca. My wife wanted to name our son Lucas Luca. And I was like, hell no. That song's about a kid getting his ass whooped. And I told all these people this, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that was a huge song. Hi, my name is Luca. Dude, I can't wait to share this with them. Hi, my um, name is Luba. Yeah. Uh, it, took a twist. it took a twist, right? Because right. he's he's a great dude. And I'm like, is this why you're great? Because like, <laughs> you just can't handle it any other Cause, way? Because you understand the pain, <laughs> you know? Oh, it's so great. So here we go. If I'm in Houston, is Houston the next show where somebody could see you? Where's the next time somebody could see you and, yeah. and throw their panties on the stage, whatever it is they do for the drum? Well, don't do that. You're going to need those. Um, and enough. also. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the sound. That would happen as, as they're coming as through they the air. I'm like, no, that's Joe, how people get pink eye. I'm gonna get <laughs> pink eye. I'm gonna get it. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I, I think Houston's up next. Um I'm I'm going to be in uh Richmond, Virginia in in May with Leon the third. And I think we're trying to do an East Coast run. So if that goes down, I would love, I would love Bro, to hang with you, man. Yeah, we'll, of course. We'll try to find a spot. I, I tell you, the spot that I tell everyone up in the Albany area, besides SPAC, SPAC is world famous, Saratoga Performing Arts Center. Um, the spot here in Albany is if you could ever play the egg. The spot. The egg. Oh, the egg. Sorry. Playing the egg is the spot, in my opinion. Okay. So that's where I saw Ben Folds. Yeah. No more intimate of a setting than the egg. So the seating in it. Uh, so they call it the egg because it looks like a spaceship, like a big egg. Okay. Out in front of the uh, the state capitol. And inside, it's all wood inside of it. So the acoustics oh. are amazing. And then the seats are really high stadium-style seating. So instead of it being like where most stadiums are at that angle, this goes really tall. Oh, that would be super cool. So everybody is kind of, you can have a nice size crowd, but everyone is there. And yeah, you're not, you're not like pushed back from the artist. You're, you know, you may not have the best price seats, but you're just but, as good as anybody else. You're, you're right there with the artist. How cool. It's called the egg. The egg. I'm going to write that yeah, down. Write that down. The, the egg. Um, not egg. Yeah, man. Just egg. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm trying to, Man, now that things are happening again, the egg got it. Um, I don't know. Just the stuff with Black Flag was was such a treat because now I know how easy it is to communicate with people, you know, and and just be like, "Hey, man, want to play here? What do you have going on?" Yeah, and that's it. That's you know, it. dude, that's so awesome. All right, brother. Well, we're gonna get ready to put a bow on this thing. Yeah, man. Uh, this is amazing. I feel like. And for folks that don't believe me, when I tell you nine out of 10 of my guests, I've talked to once prior 
to this meeting. That's the idea here is, is that I don't want to know a ton about you sure. beforehand. I want to know a basics. No different than a bar conversation when the bartender says to you, hey, you, pl- you play in one of them bands, right? Come here. Yeah. <laughs> and you sit down and have, that's the goal here. And I, That's great. Bro, it feels like you and I have known each other for a long time. I that's know. The vibe I got from you. Uh, the fact that you know Metalika is just... <laughs> Oh, man, that you know Metallica? They're unique. Such they're a just, unique thing. Without them, how Metallica could they're... is just so amazing. Dude, it's a genre. They've it's, created a genre. It's a lifestyle. So my daughter does t-shirts. She just did a, a t-shirt for me uh, for Saving the Bees because we had Eli the Bee Guy on. Did you know there's Italian bees? I have to say it with my hands shaking like this. No. They're... The, how funny is this? You have Africanized bees, that right? Are, like they call them this, and they're the most aggressive. You have Caucasian bees that are j- almost as aggressive <laughs> and are assholes, and then you have these great, like honey-making bees that don't want to be bothered, and they're called Italian bees. No, just, is that is that for real, dude? I swear to you. On, uh. I, so uh, my bee guy is out in California, and his name's Eli. He's amazing, but. He told me about it. So we made a t-shirt for saving the bees. All the shirts that get sold That's right. on our T public site, T public, the above the bar podcast. Um, you can buy those and I'm going to give that money to, to some save the bee charity. I haven't figured out one yet. I don't know one, but it's yes. great. So check that out. But now with Madalika, Madalika is <laughs> getting a t-shirt. I have to call, call to my daughter and be like, yeah, I need a t-shirt for like, we got to figure out what it looks like though. So if you so what does Madalika a- look like, if you make a Metalika shirt, it has to it has to be like. So I have my taco shirt on. I like your taco shirt. Yeah. So I wear so a band shirt. One of my favorite bands. It has bands. to be something like that, right? Okay. But like metal ish. Okay. But then, but then also you got to put like, like, italic somehow, like because it's got to be Metalika, right? So like the like letters have got, to kind of be offset. Yeah. In metal. But at the same time, have a very Spanish flair to them, right? Yeah, like, because like, that's my that's. Favorite. There's another. Yeah, band. man. Gaslight the anthem. Gaslight. Gaslight anthem, dude. Oh. Yeah. Have you heard of a band North by North? Why do I feel from like Sh- I have from Chicago? North by North. Why do I feel like I have? Yeah, they're great, man. And and the girl that plays drums, Kendra, she's she's incredible, and they make great shirts. So I'll find a North by North shirt. I'll yes. send your way along with the Charlie album. And when you have a Madalika shirt, you send it my way. I will wear it at my next well, show. Well, you're getting a show shirt as it is. All the guests oh, get a thanks, show shirt. And we're going to talk about that af- after the show. But I got to I gotta go back up before I lose it because let me do this real quick. This is so Ma- horrible. Madalika? This is shit that, this is shit that's supposed <laughs> like to happen the after the show. I just want to make sure I don't lose the spell. He deleted it. You ass. Nathan, you deleted it. You asked. You asked. Matta. It was M A T T A L C A. M A T E L L I C A. Right? It was. It was like. Yeah. It was like. Was there? There was no E. There was no E in it. That was the whole thing. It was Matalika. Matta. There were there. There was two L's. There was definitely two L's. So it was like M A T I. No, I, there was no. It, that was the whole thing. It was like it didn't even look like Metallica. No, it didn't. Matt, <laughs> Mattel, M A T T A L I C A. 
No, that still looks like I think it was no A in the middle. There it was like M A T T L L two L's L L. Was it? Was there an I there? Was the it, look? Yeah, he put yeah, it in yeah, there. Yeah, was... he put it in there. Now he gave up M A T T A L I C A. There it is. There it is. Thank you. Coming up, <laughs> Nathan. I will make this shirt and I will send you one. Oh I love man, my man Nate. Heck so yeah. all right, brother. So let's get ready to put a bow on this thing. Close yeah, down man. the bar for the night. This was great. I having a blast here again, folks. Please go look up Isaiah Gill, I S A I A S Gill G I L. Website is his name.com. Go check him out. Go see what he's got going on. Shows in Houston should be coming to the East Coast here real soon. Yeah, we're, man. We're, we're gonna have him all up over the place. We're gonna just I'm gonna get that shirt made. Um, <laughs> I can't. I'm just. I'm loving every minute of it. That's one of the funniest. <laughs> That we've had in a while. I love Nate. Nate and I pick on each other all the time. It is Dude, that's best. so great, though. We, I, I love him to death. He's one of the funniest guys I know, and rolls with the punches <laughs> better than anybody. And he, he, he'll reach out to me and be like, "I got a guest. Who's that? Oh, you, di- you didn't know this guy like founded something incredible." I'm like, "How did you meet him?" He's like, "I just called him." Like, <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm like, "That's the thing. You just call. Him. He's just like, make he, the call." Nate's like, I just called. Yeah. I'm the guy go, I'm gonna go over here going, let me see if I can find him on LinkedIn. I can search him out. Right. Like, I want to talk to the, the guy who did the show Bong Appetit. Yeah. I want to talk to that guy because he's like a writer and he's very into that world. And I just find it fascinating to me that we have turned something so taboo for so long that this guy's doing a whole show cooking with it getting like real chefs it blows my mind i bet you're more connected than you realize i, I am somebody i know probably can find yeah. this guy and i just haven't put i haven't put my full-blown feelers out. there's my full-blown feelers folks there it is i don't remember his name right now but if you can get the host of bong appetit to come on my show i will buy you i don't know we'll figure it out we'll find something <laughs> we'll find something so as always on every show brother the guest gets the last word. So the last word is yours and don't log off after this. What is the last word? Be kind. Rewind. Be sure to push your stool in. (laughs) This has been an earplug podcast presentation found on earplugpodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. 